thank you for listening to the weekly message at First Baptist Church in Bushland, Texas. Hey, grab your bulletin. Uh, on the back of your order of worship, I mean, on the back of your bulletin is the order of worship for today. And the theme of Vacation Bible School is Stand Strong. Uh, and we're, what they're going to do, or what we're going to do all uh, each night for the next five nights is we're basically teaching kids uh, through this material basically how to stand strong for Christ, how to be, um, be strong in the Lord. And, and it's not just for children necessarily. And what I'm going to do today is, I do each time is, uh, on the eve, on the morning that Vacation Bible School begins that evening, I always preach on the theme and look at the different days that, that our kids are going to be looking at. Because I think it's important, not only to the body of Christ, but especially the children, to understand that when they're doing Vacation Bible School, it is not an add-on to our church. It is our church. That when we do Vacation Bible School, it's not just for the children, it's for everyone. And when the youth go off to camp, it's not just youth camp, it's our youth camp, our students, our church in youth camp. I think it's important that we understand that we are the body of Christ. And let me say something. If I walked over and stepped on your toe right now, you would know that all the way up to your head, okay? And so when our kids are involved in something, we as the body of Christ want to be just as involved with that as well. And we don't support that. So this week, as you go to work and the kids have vacation Bible school at night, you may be up here working or helping with vacation Bible school. Even if, you, if you're not, during that day, you can know what our children are doing and pray for them at work, that that night God would really speak in this area of students' lives. And so what I want to do today is I want to set the table for the, for the theme and look at the five nights for our students. Look at Ephesians. Go to Ephesians chapter 6. The GE Power Company, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. If you get to James, you've gone too far, come back. Okay, uh, Go to Ephesians. Chapter 6, look at verse 10. It's under the armor of God subheading. I'm going to set the table with this, and then I'm going to walk you through the five days of Vacation Bible School uh, and wh- or what they're going to look at each five days. Ephesians 6, look at verse 10. It says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God. So that, so that you can take your stand against the de- devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand... Stand firm then. Now, if you don't understand, he wants you to stand firm, okay? He pretty much emphasizes that. And what I love about that passage is, in there, he says that when the day of evil comes, not if, but when. Trust me, the longer you live in this world, the more you understand that you are under attack. That the enemy is out to get you. 
He wants to distract you. He wants to cripple you. If he, wants to, he wants to break your legs if he needs to. He wants to take you out of the equation so that he weakens the body of Christ, which allows him the chance to conquer the church. And when he conquers the church, he conquers what? A nation. He'll get you. And the enemy is very much alive and working today and very subtle as well. And to this week, we're talking about standing firm or standing strong for Christ. Okay? I want to walk you through the five days for the kids and to understand that even though we cover these at night for the children, each of us, Jeff included, every single one of these five things is very, very, very important for us if we're going to stand strong for Christ. Number one, on day one tonight, they will look at God's love. God's love helps you stay strong. Okay, understanding the fact that God is absolutely crazy about you, that he loves you. His word tells us in Psalm 139 that he knit you together in your mother's womb and you're fearfully and wonderfully made and all the days of your life have been ordained. He loves you. His love helps you stand strong. Okay, now understand something. Psalm 23 is a beautiful picture of God's love for us. It says that the Lord is my shepherd, and he makes me lie down in what pastures? Green pastures. And he leads me beside what? Quiet waters, still waters. Why? To restore my soul. Mm. What is going on out there that we can't see in all those fields is... Rain from heaven, and a light show last night, there's no second to that light show. That was crazy. In every one of those strikes of lightning is an incredible amount of nitrogen that is released throughout the atmosphere. I'm telling you, trees, you would think a tree doesn't like lightning, but he loves it. The problem is he doesn't need it all at one time right on top of its head, okay? All right? Trust me, all right? Neither do you and I. But... Understand something, that that is God's way of putting better fertilizer than man could ever create in any fertilizer plant in the history of the world, okay? And he, right now, has nourished an extremely parched part of the country. And right now, you can't hear it, but the fields sound like this. That's what it sounds like out there. Y'all can't hear it, but that's going on. Now, I want you to walk out in the field doing this, Okay? Because somebody's going to lock you up in some, put you a straight jacket and rubber rooms and all this other stuff. But, but understand that these root systems out here, you just hear that going on. They're just sucking that in like nectar from heaven, like milk and honey, man, I'm telling you. They're, they're loving that, okay? Because I don't care what kind of well you've got and what kind of water system you've got, you can't do anything like God can do. Nothing. We maintain grass, God grows it. When God waters it, it'll grow a foot while you sleep. You mow on Thursday, you'll mow again Friday if it rains Thursday night. I'm telling you, especially if you just fertilized. It's like, dude, that stuff grew a foot. Yep, that quick. You can water all day long. It won't grow at all. You're just keeping it maintained until God can do his thing, okay? Now, understand something. That's us. We live this life. We're racing on life. I mean, we're going nuts. And his love draws us in to worship, to his presence, and his spirit. And when you get in the presence of the Lord, 
the Holy Spirit just floods your soul with nourishment from Him like nothing else can give you. Nothing. You can be gone from here for weeks and you walk in and we start worship and all of a sudden you sound like this. And you walk by them and you, they're making a noise. You're not making a noise, but we can hear you suck that in. You've got to have it. You cannot, you can't go without worship. You can't. You can't go without his presence. You can't go without his spirit. You need that. And he loves you so much and he draws you to that. And it says that he will make you lie down in green pastures. He will feed you. You'll be so full, like a big old dairy cow. You can't eat no more, and your legs won't hold up your gut any longer, and just lay down, and you're licking the grass. I mean, that stuff, he's eating so much. He's like, I'm done for like a year, okay? But that's the nourishment of the Father, and he will nourish you every time. And he says, I will lead you beside still waters, quiet waters. There are times in life, my friends, when there is nothing better than quietness it's like incredible if he could just be still and quiet you just take this big deep breath and go oh that just really sounds great and people are like i don't hear anything i know it's great right it's great right moms oh quietness is like mom's favorite word dad's is dinner but mom's is quietness okay right? but understand something That's just nourishment, boy, I'm telling you, nourishment. And every bit of it, he says, I love you so much that I will give you green pastures and quiet waters to restore your soul, to restore your soul. He loves you. And kids this week are going to understand that God is crazy about them. And when they are 45 or 55 or 75 or 95, he is still going to provide for them green pastures quiet waters to restore their soul in a crazy world that's just running, 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 running. And they're going to be able to know that God loves them. Number two, day two, we're going to look at family and friends help us stay strong, big time. You got to have people around you, okay? You got to have church, okay? This, and you say, well, preacher, you're paid to say this. Correct. You pay me to say this, okay? So here's the deal, though. I'd say it if I wasn't a pastor. You got to get in church. You got to. I mean, I know that there are vacations. I know there are things that come up. But I'm going to tell you, you got to really, 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 really try hard to make getting in the house of the Lord on Sunday morning a top priority. Big time. And if there needs to be holy subtraction, then God help us, then give holy subtraction. But I'm going to tell you, you don't realize what this place, this environment, this atmosphere, this does for you until you miss it for two or three, four, five, six weeks. Okay? It will suck you dry. Big time. And I'm, friends, I'm going to tell you, there's a war against church. There's a war against the assembling of the brothers and sisters. There's a subtle thing that the enemy does. It says, well, you can have church just anywhere, anywhere. You just meet with God, it'd be church. True, but not like this. Okay, not like this. You don't understand what a handshake, a hug, a song, a word, a message, a text, 
I mean, a, a, not a text, but a text, okay, does for you. Because some of y'all are like, dude, of all the passages of scriptures you could have read, that's the one. Did you know I was coming? Nope, didn't know you were coming. But that's God. He knows what you need before you even declare it, most of the time before you ever speak it. And he knows what you need, and he's got it picked out for you, and he's waiting on you. Don't miss him. And church is so important. And I'm telling you, I know that life is busy, and life's going to scatter you like crazy. But if you, as a mom and a dad, can just say together, we're on the same page, and we are going to do our best to protect Sunday morning because church is huge. you got to have it to stand strong. I promise you, there's nobody in this room that can miss seven or eight, nine, ten Sundays in a row and be just as strong as you were before you missed them. There ain't no way. No way. I mean, there's no way. Billy Graham would say he couldn't do it. Jesus would say he couldn't do it, okay? You can't do it, okay? But, but standing strong takes family and friends. It takes people around you to keep you accountable, to hold you to it, to ask you what God's doing in your life, to, to remind you about church, to get you in church, to help keep that focus on you. That stuff is very important. And for kids today, your kids need to surround themselves with buddies and friends that attend church big time. And when they have a sleepover in your house, it is big breakfast and let's get to church. And you say, well, i got a couple of my, my son's friends that they don't go to church anywhere. <laughs> then you specifically have sleep over Saturday night and get those kids in church. Because I'm going to tell you, man, there are people today. i got a, I got a kid that grew up in my student ministry whose family was not involved in church, and he started going to church because he would spend a night with friends on Saturday night, and that dude is a pastor today. Watch out. You don't have any idea. What that kid that won't sit still in church and drives you nuts and you think, my son could have picked any friend in the whole wide world and he picked him? Gosh, he's so much like his dad. But understand something. You don't understand what that does. You put him in the church in the Holy Spirit of God. I'm t- I used to hide in the back row under the balcony at First Baptist Church Athens. I'm telling you, I was as far from the pastor as I could possibly get. I thought that corner was further than that corner and I chose that side over there. And I was way back there. And the reason, really reason I was way back there, because my mom was over there. All right? And understand something. I could make a noise in a thousand people in a worship center. I could make a noise. I mean, it wasn't even that loud. I mean, it was loud, but not that loud. I'd make a noise, and I would lift my head up, and I would just barely glance over there, and my mom was looking right at me through about 60 people, and I'm like, I mean, it's like Holy Spirit. Man, it's gone. And I mean everything. I dropped a marble one day in Sunday. On a, I mean, I'm going to tell this real fast. This is bad. I was playing with a big old round marble like this. It was thick. And I was way back there, and we had those where the carpet in between the pews. And, and, and the pew was just you know, like rock. I'm Not like rock, but like uh, tile. Hardwood, and the carpet was in the house. And I dropped it during the invitation. And she said... Do not take that, sit, last thing in the words out of my mouth, do not take that in the church. Leave it in the car. You're going to drop it during church. I said, I'm a pitcher. I, 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 I don't drop stuff. And I'm back there fiddling with it, doing invitation, and I dropped it. And I've never prayed for so many people's feet to stay right where they were in my life. 
because we set up like this, and I heard it start rolling, and every time it would cross one of those planks, I'd hit boom, 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 and I'm like, God. And then it would stop, and the preacher's praying, and it would stop, and I'm like, oh, keep your foot right there, whoever you are. Thank you for God making your foot. And, and, and they would move their foot. And it would start rolling again. And I'm like, dude, stop. So we had this choir. We had this piano over here in Oregon. And it, it was a wooden wall. And there was a little ramp for the carpet to come up on. And I kid you not, there wasn't a foot from halfway in that big old church. There wasn't one foot. I mean, it's a boy this big. Can there not be one foot between that and that wall? And he gets ready to say, amen. And when he did, that thing hit that carpet. Boom. I mean, like a cannon went off. And my mom is just dead on. But she knew what that was. She knew it was a marble. And I just, I'm crawling into the hymnals. I'm crawling into them. I can't even get low enough. Now, I'm going to understand something. That's terrible to do. I mean, the timing of all that, no feet. He says, amen, boom. And I mean, all the blue-haired people shot. Oh, my gosh. I mean, heart attacks everywhere, you know. It is bad. And I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you, if God can take that dude back there, and put him here, whoo, there's a God, okay? So get that kid in church, get yourself in church, and give the Holy Spirit a chance because I'm telling you, he can do it. He can do it. I promise you. Don't lock him in the trunk and take everybody else in, okay? Take them in. God can do it. I promise you. So we're going to look at family and friends, how it helps you stand strong. I, I can't believe I told that story. I have nowhere on my notes to tell that story. Nowhere, all right? Ah, my mom would be proud today. I finally confessed it. Uh, number three. Number three is prayer. I don't have to tell you, boy, prayer will make a person powerful. Give you power, man. You've never been so strong in your life when you're on your knees. Never. As a man, I'm going to tell you something, men. You can chop a cord of wood on a Saturday morning, but you're not half as strong as you are until you're on your knees. I'm telling you. I've, I've seen the biggest people in the world. I'm talking big guys. Stoney Clark was one of the biggest guys I've ever known in my life. Nose guard when I was in Gladewater, played at University of Texas, went on the NFL. He was huge. I remember the night that we did the Night of Champions, and his head coach shared a testimony at First Baptist Church in Gladewater, Texas, and Stoney Clark's about 355 pounds and about 6'6", and he's sitting way back there. And I'm standing down here for invitation, and that sucker comes down that aisle, I mean running. And he hit me, and I'm telling you today, every bone that God ever created in my body shook. But that sucker knew he was lost. He couldn't wait for invitation, and as soon as it was given, he hit me head on. He said, Jeff, I'm lost. I'm going to hell, and I need Jesus. And we prayed right there. And he, when I prayed with him, he said, Jeff, I can't pray. I don't want to pray standing up. I've been standing all my life to God. I've been bowing up to God all my life. I want to kneel down right here. So we knelt down right there. And I prayed with that big old rascal. And then he hugged me again. And all the bones that were still shaking, he broke. Okay? He was so huge. <laughs> but I'm telling you, Stoney Clark, big, big man, big man. Okay? Men today understand something. You want to be strong at home? Get on your knees. You want to be strong? Get on your knees. You want your wife to go absolutely nuts about you? Get, let us find you on your knees. Let her catch you on your knees. Let her catch you on your knees. Bound before God of all creation, acknowledging the fact that I surrender God. I can't be the husband, the daddy, the father that I can be. I've stood long enough. It's time for me to bow down and ask you to claim my home and be daddy of my kids. And I'm going to tell you, 
And you get up and you lead by walking and being strong for Christ. You lead. Okay? Too many times we want to be strong for God and we do it in the wrong way. Strong to God is not the same strong in the world. The opposite. Okay? Prayer will make a man strong. Prayer will give you power. Prayer may give you authority. When you pray and you're a man of prayer, when you pray, I'm telling you right now, you think you're in the presence of the Lord. And you don't get that way until you just you become a man of prayer or a woman of prayer. Okay? We're going to teach kids today that to be great in this world, to be strong in this world, to stand firm in this world, you've got to be a get a prayer. It starts there. All right. The Bible tells us pray without ceasing. Don't stop, boy. Nothing. Don't, don't do anything without prayer, man. Don't do anything without prayer. And don't stop praying. I tell people all the time, most people stop one prayer short of a miracle. They stop one prayer short of a miracle. They say, God, I need you to do this, and I'm going to pray, but I'm going to give you 10 days. Do not give God a timetable. You're not God. You pray, 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 pray. And many of them have said, I'm, I, I'm stopped. I ain't doing it. I'm not going to pray no more. And God was waiting, and he was about to do it, and they stopped. They stopped. Prayer is power. Number four, trusting God. Talking about faith. Here we're talking about salvation. Wednesday night is the night that we set aside for the gospel. That whole night is the gospel. It's salvation. Can I just tell you that there are churches all over this city, all over this state, and all over this country that are full of people, and you may be one of them, full of people, men and women today, that gave their life to Christ at Vacation Bible School. If I did a show of hands, how many people were saved at Vacation Bible School? I promise you, there'd be quite a bit in here, okay? Every single year at every church in America, we see kids come to Christ. It should be the focus of Vacation Bible School. It should be the most important thing that you put out there all the time. Because some of those kids, the only time they ever come to church, ever, is sometimes at Vacation Bible School. And they got to hear the gospel. They got to hear that Jesus loves them. And that while they were yet sinners, Christ died for them. And that the only way to have a relationship with Jesus Christ is through, through, through salvation. Accepting Jesus, inviting him into your heart, let him change you, make you new, and give you a home in heaven. That's the theme. That's what we'll cover Wednesday night, day four. And for you and me in here, that's still the most important thing. Whether we set foot in this door at Vacation Bible School or not, it's the most important thing in your life. The most important thing in your life. Last one is this. The last day, we'll look at the Bible. The Bible helps you stay strong. D.L. Moody said, sin will keep you from the Bible, and the Bible will keep you from sin. <laughs> Amen. Exactly what happened. All right. The Bible. The whole Joshua code that we're in this whole year is do not let the word depart from you. Joshua 1.8. Meditate on it when? Day and night. Why? Because it will what? Make you prosperous and successful. Not rich, prosperous. All right? It'll, it, it will do more in you than anything in the world. Psalm 119, 105 says this. The word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Mm. It'll light up your feet and show you where to go. And you won't find it anywhere else. A lot of great books out there, 
but there's none of them that make that de- declaration. None. And the only one that declares that backs it daily. There's men and women all over this country trying to figure out what God wants to do in their life and what God's plan is in their life. And I always tell them every single time, get in the Word, get in the Word, get in the Word. Because whatever God says you, He backs it right here. And He will light your feet so you'll know where you're at, and He will light your path so you know where to go. And you will not look to the left or the right. You will not get nervous when the wind blows. You'll keep your eyes focused and steady on the Creator. And I'm going to tell you every time, He's going to hit a home run in your life. Every time. I told him a hundred times, you got the wrong address, that God. I, you don't want me in ministry. I did second grade twice. I stuttered. I couldn't speak. I'll mess this thing up. I'll mess church up. The kingdom will fall apart. You do not want me. Wrong address. Find somebody else. Let me tell you, the more I said it, the more he messed with me. All right? He sent people all over. Hey, man, I think you're going to be in the ministry. <laughs> Dude, you're crazy. Think you're going to be in the ministry? Nope. 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 25, 26 years later. <laughs> Hey, I think I'm in the ministry, all right? But I couldn't do anything other. I had a roof guy come to my house, and Jester, Friday, divine appointments again, has a master's in marriage and family counseling, can't find a job. Can't find a job. So he's in Jester for Allstate. And so he asked me, is there a difference between the fruits of the Spirit and the calling from God? Hmm, yes. Is there a difference between the gifts of the Spirit and a call of God. And we talked about that for a long time. Dude's crying on a ladder in my front yard. And I had a chance to lay my hands on him and pray over him. He's divorced. His wife left him. He was struggling with ministry. Uh, just all kind of mess, man. And the biggest thing he's struggling with is his whole identity in Christ. He, 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 he has just been whooped by the world. Just beat down, man. No confidence at all. And I, and I know it. And he finally said, I just don't believe in myself anymore. And it's maybe not believe in God. Mm. Man. Now, I don't know if he's going to be real nice to me about my roof. <laughs> but I didn't care at that point because he said, man, the computer picks the houses I go to. I think I've been set up. <laughs> I said, brother, I've been there. <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> but understand something. The Word of God is so rich. It's the green pastures that you're going to lay down in. It's the quiet waters that you're going to walk beside. And the Word of God is the nourishment that you need. And I'm going to tell you, if it's been a real long time since you've really been in the Word, you are starving like you don't even know. And when you open this Word and you get in it, you're going to hear this. That is you. That is the spirit, that the living God that is in you that is saying, it's about time. I am dying here. And he begins to breathe and just pour. His presence just begins to fill you fresh and new again. I'm going to tell you, with that feeling of the word of God in you, the nourishment, you know what begins to happen in you? Your shoulders go up, head tilts up, your eyes clear up, and you have power. Take a man that out of the word, you make a man weak. Man, woman, boy, girl, doesn't matter. And this week, children are going to know something. No matter how old you are, no matter where God takes you, you've got to stay in the word. Because when a man, a woman, boy, girl gets out of the word, they get weak. They get weak. 
And just like last week, we talked about that worm that had that artificial hook in him. And that big old bass sits over there, and he's been eating on all that stuff that God gave him. Mosquitoes and dragonflies and minnows and shad. And then he decides, I don't need to eat. I don't need to eat. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I can go weeks. I, I'm, I grew up in church. I don't need the word. I know it. I memorized that sucker. I read the Bible through. All right? Good. And then all of a sudden, the, the enemy dances that artificial worm in front of you. And because you are hungry and malnourished, you jump at it. The problem is, every artificial fake worm the world throws at you has a hook in it. And it's a little late after that bass chomps on that sucker to figure it out. When it goes through the roof of his mouth, the bass thinks, hmm, that worm, not real, and it has a hook, and it's got me. Yep. And so, my friends, the way to stay away from artificial worms is eat what God provides for you. Lay in green pastures, walk beside still waters, and he will nourish your soul. And all this stuff the world dances in front of you, mm -mm, you'll say, nope, that won't do it. Nope, that won't do it. Nope, no, nah, no. Nah. I want the real deal, and that's Jesus. I just need him. Just need him, and it'll make you strong. How you stand firm, those are five days for the kids, but same true for you and me as adults. We need him as well. As we move the invitation, I want you to bow your heads and pray with me. Father, this morning, we've looked at a very practical side of Ephesians 6. If we're going to be strong, if we're going to stand firm, when the days of evil come, not if, but when they come, we've got to stay in the Word. We've got to stay in prayer. We've got to stay uh, in church. God, we, we, we've got to be strong in these areas. We've got to understand that you're crazy about us and you love us and that you, Father, have given us, given us thick, rich, deep, green pastures quiet waters to restore our soul. And God, I pray you stir us this morning. You stir us this morning, Father, to be strong in the Lord, to be firm, and to do the things in our lives. It's not just automatically going to happen. We have to incorporate these things in our lives to be strong. And so, Father, this morning, do that in us, do it in each of us. And God, if you spoke this morning, don't let us walk out without really, really nailing down that area. Don't let it just move us and then we walk out and, and, and lose it. Let us pour concrete around it. And, and, and let, it, let it have stickability, Father, that it, that it doesn't move. And God, I pray this morning for families that maybe been coming here for a while, just maybe been just seeking a church family, a church home. And God, they really sense that this is, this is home for them. Father, I pray this morning would be the morning that you moved them out of, the, out of their seats to come and join the church and be a part of First Baptist Church in Bush and all the things that you're doing here. And God, if there's somebody, boy, girl, man, woman, doesn't matter. Father, that, that is sitting out here and, and, and they know that they do not have a relationship with they don't. They know they're hollow and empty inside. And they know a lot about Jesus and they love church and respect that there's a God. But they're, they're just lost. They don't, they don't have a relationship with you. Father, I pray this morning they can't walk out of here without that. 
that they settle that today. So God, as we stand, as we respond to your invitation, Father, I pray that you would move us and that we'd be obedient. For on the other side of obedience is always, always blessing. So this is my prayer in your name.